This is How Curious from KGOU, exploring tall tales, legends, and rumors in Oklahoma. I'm your host, Caitlin Howard. In northwest Oklahoma City lies historic Brookhaven, a neighborhood between Western Avenue and Claussen Boulevard. The neighborhood has a distinct look, featuring homes shaped like cinder blocks and a creek called Deep Fork. KGOU listener David Glover's house backs up to the creek. It's always flowing. There's always a little water moving. But you, you can see there's like, you know, dozens of different species. And sometimes we see fox, possum, raccoons. But the water comes down from the left and the right, and it comes right together uh, on those rocks there. The creek used to feed Belle Isle, a lake built around the time of statehood that no longer exists. Most OKC residents associate Belle Isle with the shopping center, library, neighborhood, and brewery of the same name. But Glover remembers Belle Isle Lake for a different reason, for allegedly reviving one of the most iconic horror actors of the 20th century. Looks like Lon Chaney Jr., his parents were here on Belle Isle Lake, and supposedly he was born a number of months premature and came out not breathing. Uh, and they threw him in the cold water and it revived him. It seems like there's some different people that have different versions of it, but whether or not he was dipped in a lake and uh, brought him back to life with the frozen water, I, I don't know if that's true. Lon Chaney Jr., whose father of the same name was also a famous actor, starred in movies in the 1940s like The Ghost of Frankenstein, Son of Dracula, and The Wolfman. We have uh is beaten by a werewolf and lives, becomes a werewolf himself. The wolf beat you, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. So to figure out whether Cheney Jr.'s origin story was true, I first needed to know more about Belle Isle Lake and the man who started it. After Anton Klassen graduated from the University of Michigan Law School in the late 1880s, Klassen desired to build his fortune, according to Larry Johnson, special collections manager at the Metropolitan Library System. And Oklahoma City was a place that the land run offered that opportunity to build something from scratch. If that name sounds familiar, it is because Klassen Boulevard in OKC and Norman is named after him. This ambition led to Klassen starting the Oklahoma Railway Company. The railway opened a power plant in 1908 to run the trolley, traveling within Oklahoma City and the interurban to surrounding cities like Guthrie and Norman. The power plant was northeast of Belle Isle Lake, which was constructed to cool the plant. But since the power plant generated more electricity than needed, Johnson says the railway decided to follow a national trend. All over the country, streetcar companies opened what are called trolley parks, which were amusement parks that used up excess electricity they had. And so Belle Isle was selected, and so the lake was built there and the amusement park there. An ad from the time that ran in the Oklahoma newspaper refers to Belle Isle Park as the, quote, playground of the Southwest. 
The lake, which took up most of the 280-acre park, was a premier spot for swimming and boating, since the power plant heated the water for much of the year, while the amusement park featured a Ferris wheel and a merry-go-round. But Belle Isle Park was built to serve what Klassen described in a letter as his two main interests, real estate and electric railway. The trolley traveled from downtown Oklahoma City north up to Classen Boulevard. Belle Isle Park was located at what was considered at the time the northern edge of OKC. Here is Johnson. I mean, I hate to make it about money, but that's really, if you think about it, he built it into open prairie. There was nothing there to carry people to. And then once he started selling the lots and building the houses, then the traffic followed after that. But even with the increase of residents in the area, the trolley went bankrupt in the late 1920s as cars increased in prominence and Klassen ran out of property to sell. In 1928, Belle Isle Park was sold to OG&E, who built a power plant that was considered innovative for its time. But OG&E ended up moving locations in the mid-1960s, making the abandoned power plant a popular destination for teenagers. Johnson knows from personal experience. It would have been in the early 80s when I was a teenager and some of us would um, kind of break in to places like that and explore. But I've heard people would go up in the smokestacks and climb up all the way to the top. I was not that brave. Where you could once find a family fishing, riding a canoe, or supposedly submerging a dying baby who would become a movie star is now the location of a Walmart at Belle Isle Station Shopping Center. While we are back on the topic of Lon Chaney Jr., an article that appeared in a 1982 edition of the Oklahoman corroborates the story Glover heard. According to the article, Cheney Jr. was born on a cold February night in 1906 in a cabin on Belle Isle Lake. The, quote, bluish baby appeared to be dead, so his father plunged Cheney Jr. in the icy water, reviving him. Cheney Jr.'s family did not respond to my requests for an interview, but a similar retelling of events appears on the official Cheney Entertainment website adding that Cheney Jr.'s father created an incubator out of a shoebox for the baby. But Johnson says it is difficult to verify this story. There really shouldn't have been anybody living on the lake. If they did live out there, that wasn't in the city limits. And so we wouldn't really have like a directory or any kind of records. And if they were leasing the house or renting it, we wouldn't have the property records in their name. And Cheney Jr. was born in February 1906. Even though a development was laid out that year, Belle Isle Lake was not filled and opened until 1907. While this evidence seems to disprove the story, Johnson says it is still fitting. This guy was the wolf man and, you know, he was all these monsters and what better origin for a monster than to be risen from the dead, you know, right at the beginning. I returned to Glover's house to relay what I found. Well, my guess is there's probably some truth in it somewhere, but we'll probably never know. That's it for this episode of How Curious. The show is a production of KGOU Public Radio. It's produced by me, Caitlin Howard, and this episode was edited by Logan Layden. 
David Gray composed our theme music. And if you have an Oklahoma-related question, email curious at kgou.org.